Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining our podcast, Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. This week, we've got a new topic to talk about. It's mental well-being and happiness. Now, you might think it's an obvious thing to put together, but is it? And what do you need to do to ensure that you have enough mental well-being and enough happiness as well? Sarah, over to you. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. And I'm really excited that we're talking about mental well-being as opposed to mental health. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, some of you may have heard us talk about this before, but when we kind of globally talk about mental health, we're almost always actually just talking about mental illness. And mental health is similar to our physical health. We can have poor mental health and we can have good mental health. But we so often just talk about the poor mental health getting people from being mentally ill, perhaps up to that whole idea of like just okay, or the languishing that Adam Grant refers to. So I love that we're going to talk about mental well-being, which is, I think, the other side of the coin and really how, for me, for how happiness is so not fluffy, because it's all the practices that keep you above the just meh above you know going from that languishing to thriving hey look at that (laughs) yes yes um so I'd love to love to hear from you Jenny your thoughts on that so tell me tell me from your uh your side of the the pond many ponds in us (laughs) I I, I (laughs) share I share the same perspective on mental well-being as you do for me it's all about the daily activities routines rituals whatever you do that Mm -hmm. sustain you and put you in a more positive frame of mind, which actually leads you to experience more um, happiness, joy, pleasure, all those nice emotions that we we seek to have more of. But moreover, it also protects us from poor mental health. So instead of waiting to fall into languishing, um, Mm -hmm. we can actually reduce the risk of that happening at all by undertaking those little things and they're often the small things that make the biggest difference to keep us well and that that's the biggest reason why I think it's so important that you know this is something that we should be teaching our kids in primary school and then sort of going on from there so that we've all got the the tools that we need um, Mm -hmm. to know and understand what what keeps us feeling more positive and happy and reduces this terrible burden where so many people are struggling with their mental health, which is ill health. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's the only way we can actually successfully turn it around. So we're mm-hmm. rather than seeing this continual rise in number of people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, burnout, mm-hmm. loneliness, yep. we can actually yep. empower people to know what they can do for themselves. And I think that is also 
the key to overcoming the stigma, which unfortunately has also stuck around her far too long, like a bad smell. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> when we when we can get really good about acknowledging our feelings and being able mm-hmm. to share our feelings, good, bad, or indifferent, yeah. then we're really elevating our what they call emotional intelligence but it also helps us to self-regulate better. So it's not about ignoring or suppressing emotions yes. if we're not feeling that great or a bit cross or a bit frustrated yep. or whatever. It's about acknowledging what's happening because that's basically a response to what's happening around us and to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. What has led me to feel this way? What could I be doing differently to actually put me in a better state of mind. And I think that's the the powerful thing, to, to know that you've got that choice and to yes. know that you can have a whole raft of different activities which will help to get you out of that funk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that, Jenny. I love it. And I'm going to probably keep coming back to it. You know, if we draw the parallel with our physical health, right? Yes. When you exercise regularly, work on getting stronger, more flexible, all of those things, you're building up this kind of like physical resilience so that actually if you tweak something or if you feel it right then the rest of your body can come to its rescue and I know that you know I had a um, a, an injury last year where I uh, ruptured a ligament in my foot my ankle and actually the pain I was feeling it turned out was because I wasn't moving it not because I had hurt the the thing was gone you know after the initial owie it wasn't there, but I was having all this pain. So I thought I had injury in my foot. And actually, by the time I got to physio, what did I find out? That's not the problem at all. I've just been, my foot's been sitting still. <laughs> and so nothing can move. And it's the same thing, isn't it, with our mental well being? Whereas when I started to exercise everything around it, and as you described, all those little pieces that help us, it's like how our physical, body works Mm. guess what I was able to use my ankle more and it became more stable and the pain went away and and so just in that way I think as well one of the things um, for us to to just highlight as well is there's there are more programs I think to get people from below that line to okay and then we just kind of leave them there yeah right they're they're over the line they're going to deal with it themselves and really just like good physical health, if we spent more time bringing people, stepping them up away from being okay towards thriving, then those little setbacks, the small tweaks, the the falls or whatever that causes the injury or any of those things on the mental scale, you're buffeted, right? You're protected. And I know that you must have so much evidence on this, Jenny, from your background, but you know, this, we know this to be true. You know, when we are loved and surrounded, then those setbacks and those things that cause us angst or anxiety or depression, even when you're up here, you maybe come down to here. You're not, you're never touching the line. That's right. So I see it as being always a work in progress Mm, because like you say, with your physical health, you know, that when you go to the gym regularly to increase your strength and get fitter, it mm-hmm. only lasts while you still keep going to the gym, which is so mm-hmm. annoying. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. that's the way it is. <laughs> Another story. <laughs> um, but it's true for our mental well-being as well. I mean, we, we can go away on a retreat. Um, we yep. can do something nice for ourselves. 
and, and experience that as a, you know, a very pleasurable event. But that on its own isn't going to be enough to sustain a higher level of well-being. So it's those mm-hmm. little added bits that we do every single day that keep us buoyed. And I love the idea of not just abandoning people. Oh, well, you're, you're not mentally ill now, so you're fine. Um, Off you go. <laughs> why why exactly. should we accept that? That's a terrible place to leave people. Um, mm-hmm. To know that it can be better than that so that you can sort of say, well, okay, what else can I do that's also going to make me feel better? And I think as uh, a lifestyle practitioner, what, what I see more of is that we're writing prescriptions, not for medication so much, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're prescribing exercise, we're prescribing social activities where people can, you know, especially if they're feeling a bit lonely or not feeling that great, go out and meet people and mm-hmm. become involved in a, in a group activity. Now, I know in the UK, they're very strong on this now, social prescribing. as it's Social called. prescribing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you yeah. join a community and you might sort of revegetate uh, a desolate piece of land or you might plant a vegetable patch or something. But it's amazing mm-hmm. how quickly people start to feel better. And, you know, week by week, you can see how they're progressing and the improvement. And, of course, as soon as you feel it yourself, that's the motivation you need to keep on keeping on. So people then look forward to it. And, of course, when you look forward to something, you're getting that little dopamine shot as well of anticipation. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and you get this this positive upward spiral, which, which is so powerful. So I think it's about remembering to tap into what makes you feel good and remind yourself you have the permission to do that thing or things and go from there. We've talked about sleep in the past and we know that um, sleep is really powerful for our mental well-being. Um, So if if you've got a lot on your mind, I think sometimes journaling or writing things Mm -hmm, down mm -hmm. or choosing a relaxation activity before you go to bed can help you just to you know, yep. think things through. I know um, some people tell me that they need to do enough physical activity during their day because yes. that helps to, yeah. to burn off the yeah. cortisol. And I think, you know, as far as food goes, we we often underestimate how important our choice of food is to mm-hmm. um, our, our mood and, mm-hmm. and how we feel. And so I, I like prescribing happy meals. <laughs> Oh, I tell so you, you about get it what is a happy meal? I miss. I was going to say. I'm assuming you're not talking about a little no, box no, no. Of a burger and you're not fries going, it, Jenny. No, you're not <laughs> going to the Golden Arches for this one. Ah, <laughs> tell me a bit about this. Yeah. Okay, so a happy meal is basically choosing those foods which have been shown to actually put you in a better frame of mind. And the no surprise is mm-hmm. that guess what is included in this. Go on, Sarah, guess what might be included. Mm. There are like fruits and vegetables in there. Yes, very good. (laughs) Gold star, gold star. (laughs) Yay. I I have to say, I'm very lucky. I just got back from a retreat, uh, a week of nothing, but the food was all kind of like foraged and more nutrient dense. And it was different. Oh, it was really different to 
we eat quite healthily in our house, but this was different in a different way with, with different mm. things put into it. And I have to say the complexity of it was fab for my body. So yeah, I want to hear what else, what else did they put in there? Cause it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's, it's about choosing those fresh unprocessed mm-hmm. foods, more yep. of them, the more the yep. variety, the better, and mm-hmm. really engaging with how you choose to eat your food. So oh, instead of just sitting yeah. with your plate in front of the telly, mm-hmm. as so many of us do. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? Can't imagine. Um, it's about looking for the opportunities to cook from scratch using nice. those fresh yeah. ingredients because yeah. there's something different about a home-cooked meal. I mean, we've got lots of prepared meals and there's Uber Eats yeah. and all sorts of stuff, but it's yeah. not quite the same. And when mm-hmm. we're eating with someone else, it's a social activity. We're sharing the food, and it's so yeah. important for our mental well-being. I can't tell you how many people I talk to about stopping for lunch in the middle of the day. Now, I know if you're locked down, it's a bit harder, but if you're not yeah. in lockdown, for goodness sake, let's stop for lunch if you're at work and preferably have lunch with someone else yeah. so that you can have a chat you know, yeah. catch up on what's going on in their world, have a bit of a laugh, and you get the the double benefit of enjoying great food, but also their company. The so social feel, aspect, right? It, it yes. all has that spin-off yep. effect, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. So it is great. <laughs> I did I did that yesterday, and I can absolutely guarantee it. I had a pile of work that I needed to do, but I hadn't seen a friend in a long time, and we both walked away from our crazy work lives and went to this place and it's actually called pause p-a-u-s so how great is that yeah yeah Uh, and had this gorgeous fresh made food uh for lunch in an outdoor setting and man did I have energy for the rest of the day isn't you know so so that's and I like that just doing something simple like having lunch with someone else whether you go away and do what I did or you know even just walking away from your desk it's kind of like it's like a hack for this isn't it It and that's Yep. You're getting you're getting healthy food. You're getting time away from your work. You're getting breaks. You're getting social connection. So again, when we were talking about those like those steps that bring you from okay to thriving, there's yeah. so many tiny things that we can do, and we can do them all at once. Almost, you know, they're yeah. they're ticking That's loads right. of boxes. Yeah. So what else? I guess what else can we do? to invest in these, in these steps, you know, going to the gym, we know we can do that. So what's the mental gym that we should be doing? You know, is it cardio? Is it, is it weights? Is it, what's, what's our, what's our mental workout look like? Love it. Um, Well, actually all, as far as your brain's concerned, all physical activity counts. So it depends what Ah, you like doing. Nice. Um, I mean, the recommendation is 150 minutes per week of aerobic activity so that's the stuff which gets your heart rate up and you're a bit bit huffy puffy and that's fine so whether you're a brisk walker or a runner or cycler or Mm -hmm, swimmer mm -hmm. doesn't matter but it's now recommended we should be doing that plus two sessions of either weights or resistance training a week so some people like to go and do pilates on the reformer machines things like Mm -hmm. that other people like the actual physical weights but they, they've done studies which have shown that keeping your muscles toned up and strong actually makes you feel good as well. And again, it's all about yeah. releasing those feel-good hormones that we get yeah. from just being more active. So I think, yeah. you know, the, the magic combination is a little bit of everything. Nice. So it's about moving more, 
It's about being social. It's about treating your body as a temple. And so nourishing it with really great food because we yep. know it makes such a difference. Um, treating other people as you would like to be treated and mm. you know, showing kindness and compassion to ourselves and other people. I think that's just the way to do it. Mm. I love it. Well, I've got I've got a suggestion for people because sometimes yep. when we get to okay or we're dipping below it, it's hard for us to access. I don't know what to do. Yes. So something, yes. and I think we've talked about this before, but something I, I do myself and I have done with lots of my clients is what's a list? What are things that that give you that good feeling so that you basically have a cheat sheet for yourself? <laughs> Because some of the most difficult bits is that 20 second rule, isn't it? Is I have to think about what I need to do. And by that point, you don't have the energy or the ability to do it. So how can you make it easier? And the one thing I think that works really well is I've just got a list here and I just need to pick, I just need to go read a book. That makes me feel better. I'm going to go. I don't even have to think about it. Um, So that's my, that's my tip of like, you know, how to keep that, that going yeah, it's like your uh, your workout sheet from from the personal trainer. This is what you need. so you don't have to think about it. You can just go do it. Uh, how like about you, that. Jenny? What are some of the what are some of the things people can or should do? Well, I, I think what what's important, and I think you you were highlighting that, is that we sometimes know we feel better mm-hmm. when we do certain things like exercise. But when mm-hmm. you're feeling completely exhausted and you're not in a great mental space. It's the last thing you feel like doing. But like you say, if you've got three or five things written down on the wall, things that give you pleasure in some small way, it Mm. could be just having time out for yourself on the couch with a cup of coffee or something and a book, Mm. and you just give yourself permission just to enjoy that moment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to know that when you have a bit more energy, that's the time that you can go out and maybe go for a walk around the block or do something like that. But to take away that compulsion of I must do this because it's important and I know it's important because as soon as you do that, it feels like more burden and that's not helpful. So I think let's be show ourselves a bit more kindness and self-compassion and just do those little tiny things. It might be a beautiful piece of music that just always just puts you in a better frame of mind and mm-hmm. if you've got a favorite piece I don't know what your favorite piece is um the uh music uh oh it's gone from my head but um there's a, it was from the movie The Mission and it's just the most exquisite piece of music and every time I hear that it's like oh that feels great Oh, yeah. Yes. It depends on what I need. I have, yes. I have some of that, like sometimes it's the classical, which does that oh, space and, you know, kind of bringing to mind little Paul Simon Graceland is my like, get, get myself moving. I need to get something done or I need to clean the house or I need yep. to make yep. I, that type of thing gets me motivated to do things that are kind of sitting around here. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm a, I'm like you with that too because um, sometimes I like a nice, cool, soothing piece of music, and other times I'm cranking the volume up to full yeah. blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just yeah. need to, whoop, whoop, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and dance totally, around yeah. the kitchen or whatever it is, just to, yeah, just to just to shift. Right, it's that shift, little. Shift what are space. those things that shift us, right, or nudge us ever so slightly? Yeah. And I liked what you said about the burden because. 
if we feel like we have, oh, I have to do mindfulness and then I have to work out and then I have to read a book and then I have to listen to music. It just that never ending to do list that especially again, when we're not feeling great, it can just make you go, (laughs) I'm jumping down the negativity spiral. I'm sliding down into the bottom. I don't want to come out. So without having to think about it, you know, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a great way to think about do, it. Do you know what I absolutely loathe, Sarah? Are those hmm. um, articles that people sometimes write, you know, seven things you must do before four o'clock in the morning every day in order to be <laughs> the most positive person on the planet. And you read it and it's it's vomit inducing. And I'm thinking, uh, who in their right mind is ever going to yeah. do any of yeah. this? Well, if they do, kudos to them. But really, it's so unrealistic and so unhelpful Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it does. It adds that burden and guilt. And goodness me, we've got enough guilt on our shoulders most of the time. We don't need any more. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Leaving that in the forest. Leave it in the forest. That's what what I recommend for guilt. That's lovely. So, yeah, I think it's important for us, right, to just let everyone know it's a process. I love that you said that. It's not. You don't, it's just like going to the gym, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. getting super strong, getting to that pinnacle point or being in a super great mindset. It lasts as long as you work at it for doesn't it? And then it, you know, so it's, it's a, it's just, it's just a rhythm that we need to get into. And I think rather than a routine for me, rhythm feels slightly more uh, attainable than uh, than routine and I know some people are really great at routine and I hats off to you I think that's amazing <laughs> I definitely know people who are potentially slightly more like me rhythm feels better than routine <laughs> yeah. 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 and I think it's just about working out what you know makes you feel yeah. the best yeah. and if you've got a couple of those things then that's all you need to know really isn't it yeah definitely mm. Okay, we now have mental well-being and happiness a bit more sussed, hopefully. So we'd love to hear from you what your take on mental well-being and happiness is, or any other things that you do that you found really helpful. Please share. Yeah, Yeah, I want to know what's on your list. Yeah, Yeah. what if you make if you make a list? We invite you to make a list. If you make it, share it with us. Sometimes you see someone's list and you go, Oh, that makes me feel good. I want to know. So activate our social and uh, and chat with us thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you next week on thriving with sarah and jenny bye for now bye thanks so much for tuning into this episode of thriving with sarah and jenny we hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.